people try to beat up on this whole Starbucks habit and people clutch onto it like crazy. But it's not about that one thing. It's about, are you doing this in a lot of different places? Give yourself permission to do it here and there. We're going to be realistic. But if you're doing it a lot and it's so habitual, that's where you get in a lot of trouble. Exactly. I think that's the big point about today is that you got to look at your life and what you're what you're paying for and what's the trade-off. Or is the trade-off so big that you aren't able to do the other things that you want to do? Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. I'm Dylan Pollock. And I'm Rebecca Brooks. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad coaches. coaches. And we help purpose-driven people eliminate financial stress and maximize their income so they can focus on the more important things in life like spending more time with their friends and family, giving generously, and living a life full of purpose. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about the number one thing that's killing your cash flow, the thing that takes away your money each and every month. And a lot of people don't even realize it, but it's this thing that we see each and every time with our clients. It's just so obvious to us, but you don't even notice that it's there. This episode, if there's any episode to skip, don't skip this one. We're really going to get into, I think, kind of tactile, really, in identifying what this thing is, how, like, Everybody falls victim to it. It's uh-huh. just kind of the way that the world is built, especially in America. Everybody falls victim to it. But what you can actually do. So, so we're going to talk some healthy solutions to this problem as well. So listen to the end. But I, I'm so excited to talk about this because it is one of the biggest problems that we see when people come to us. And it it might. I don't know. I'm going to be curious if this surprises you or not. Maybe we'll put a little poll and say like, oh, yep, not surprised at all. That's at least it's so common because I think that that's one thing that we hear a lot with our clients is a lot of people feel like their problems are are really unique to them and that makes them feel like maybe something's wrong with them. But this is something that everybody shares. They can all relate to and they're like, oh, wow, really? Everybody does this? Yeah, they do. So you're probably wondering at this moment what it is. We've been talking about it uh, without telling you. But the number one thing that's killing your cash flow is convenience. Convenience is killing your cash flow each and every month. Think of cash flow as like how much money you have in the bank and how much spending you pa- power that you have any time of the month. So, you know, on payday, you have a lot more cash flow than you do the day before payday. It's like what's available for you that you can spend at that particular time without going into debt, essentially. Yeah, it's really like the ins and outs of your money, yeah. right? So, so where is your cash flowing to? Well, if you're falling victim to a lot of convenience and you're paying for a lot of convenience on a regular basis, that is going to chip away at your cash flow that you get to use for really anything else. Right. And we see this all of the time. Yeah. I mean, this is not just random observation. We have seen this time and time and time again. Yeah. I mean, I think of, I can think of a bunch of clients that have come and they say like, Hey, I wish I had more money to do X, Y, and Z. And you can fill that label with whatever it is you want in your life. But you know, it's like saving, investing, traveling, things of that nature. And then we start to look at their, you know, we get into the first month and we start looking at how they're spending their money. And so much is going towards these things that make life a lot easier, but they're like, it's not bringing them enough value for the trade-off. They're like, I really wish I was saving more money, but the convenience is preventing them from doing that. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to your cash flow. It can fluctuate a little bit month to month, depending on how you get paid, right? Salary, super fixed. But no matter how you get paid, you only have so much money every month that Mm -hmm. you get to put towards whatever your priorities are, right? So first, we're going to cover our necessities. 
Okay. And then from there, what are we going to do with that money? That's where we get choices. But if all of that extra money after the necessities are covered is going towards conveniences or wants instead of needs, then you're never going to reach those bigger goals that you have because it is this big trade-off because you only have so much cash flow in your month. So that's where convenience, it just kind of chips away, like thinking like, I just have like this vision of, you know, somebody in a mine with a look like a pickaxe, just like slowly just chipping away (laughs) at the cash flow that you're working with every single month. We really want to talk about convenience and honestly, why it makes sense that we all are struggling with this. Exactly. And why it's so common. But then most importantly, we want to talk about what you can do instead and how you can start to fix this problem in your life if this is something that you're dealing with. This might be just taking the veil off and you're actually seeing for the first time that like, oh man, I'm paying for a lot of conveniences and it's really preventing me from doing the things I would like to be doing instead. But also at the same time, we aren't going to take this super scarcity extremist approach because that doesn't work either. Definitely not. No, we're not going to tell you that you need to DIY everything and that you need to do everything yourself and pinch every penny and count every coupon so that you can save as much money as possible. I mean, that might just drive you insane at the same time. It would drive me insane. The whole, you know, you shouldn't see the inside of a restaurant unless you're working it. Like, get out of here with that. We're not here with that extreme sort of advice. We're here to help you find solutions that are actually sustainable, actually help you change your habits. And these are things that we have done with our clients and they have found great success. These are things we've done for ourselves and we've had great success. So let's talk about first, why is it that this is such a problem for folks? Why is convenience such a slippery slope and such a trap for people? Well, I think we can kind of go back to the last episode or think about what was said in the last episode where time is money when we talked to Ben about that concept. You know, life is really busy nowadays. And so, you know, whether it, you know, most families are, or most couples are are both working, you know, they work really long hours. They're time starved, essentially, is where I'm going with yeah. this. And so the idea of saving some time is really interesting to people so that they can do more of the things that they enjoy. Hypothetically. Need, hypothetically, yes. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hypothetically, yes. use that time to do the things that they want. That's the goal. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, companies understand this. They really understand that we are all time starved and and we're looking for solutions to to get back some of our time. So they sell us convenience. And so there's just so much of it out there. It's very heavily marketed to uh-huh. us. Yeah. That's really where I think it comes down to is that we we are all living busy lives. Like the fact that you spend 30 minutes with us listening to a podcast is is like you're taking your precious time and using it a certain way. Yes, yeah, so and thank you. Yes, and thank you. But at the end of the day, we're tired, we're exhausted, and we're just looking for an easy way to finish up the day or whatever it is that you're doing. It may not even be at the end of the day. Exactly. It's this exchange of, I don't have to do this task here, so I'm going to pay for somebody else to do it because I can make more money being more productive. The more space that they create in their schedule usually ends up getting chewed up by work. And that makes a lot of sense. Like face value, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. But the trap is that when we then use that time to just be more productive, well, what does that mean? It just means for most people more work. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it depends on your definition of what it means to be productive. A healthier version of that is that it doesn't just include work. It's also rest and play. Um, those are very productive uses of time. But most people end up filling it with more work. And we'll talk about why that is in just a little bit. But you're just marketed to nonstop about how valuable your time is, how valuable your time is, save all of this time, but you're paying for it with your cash flow. 
And there just becomes this really interesting cycle that you get trapped in where you're paying for so much convenience and you don't have any cash flow and now you have to work more and you still have no time. Yeah, and I think that's where the the convenience was originally a solution to your problem of like lack of time, but now convenience becomes its own problem because you need more money it's to pay for it. Yeah, so it becomes a positive feedback loop. And so it's taking up more of your cash flow with this promise of giving you more time. And then how are you using that time, right? Is it really truly productive? Are you using it for work? There's nothing wrong with that, but you know, was that the goal? Be mindful. Um, are you using it for work? Are you using it for rest? Are you using it for play? Or unfortunately, where a lot of people also get trapped is that time savings that they get, they use it for things that actually take away from them. Yep. Yeah, just doing not even pointless things, but I guess that is exactly what it is. It's the it's the scrolling through social media. It's the watching TV and just taking advantage of the fact that there's conveniences and not not doing anything that is productive or valuable to you. Like Rebecca keeps saying this, like rest and play. Those are really important to like a well-balanced life. Even just like taking convenience around just to get a little extra sleep or a little bit more rest can be really important. It could be preventing yourself from burning out by taking the convenient route. And so that's that's going to be an advantage to going that way. Yeah. So let's go back to the feedback loops. You're looking for more time. So you're using conveniences to save a little bit more time. But with each convenience comes an expense. There's another bill that's added to your monthly expenses. And so with each convenience adds more bills. And so what that means is your lifestyle becomes more and more expensive. Now you can see I have to work more to then pay for that convenience. Now, a couple, one or two, probably not a big deal. But when you start to load up your life with conveniences or use them all the time, you can see how this gets in the way of you doing those things that you really want to do. It's like, hey, I really wish I had more money so I could go on a vacation, or I really would love to start investing a little bit more money. But these conveniences that have helped you save all this time- Have killed my cash flow. Yeah, have totally prevented it. And the thing is, that's interesting about convenience. I think people don't really tie this into lifestyle creep as much as they should. I think when we think about things like lifestyle creep and golden handcuffs, which is really what this is saying, Uh is that you are tied to your job because of how many expenses you have. That's golden handcuffs. It absolutely does fall into this section because it's another way that's kind of marketed to us to be able to pay for these conveniences. 100%. They are luxuries and that is a part of lifestyle creep. And so we just want to really tie this in together that these little baby conveniences, it's a form of golden handcuffs. It's getting you stuck and more committed to your job and unable to reach the financial goals that are actually the most important to you. Like that's just the trade-off that you're making. Yeah, I think this is a status thing. You know, if you're able to use all the conveniences, it is a bit of a status symbol to say like, yeah, whether you say it or not. It, whether it people realize it yeah, or not. It, oh, I, I don't I don't go grocery shopping. I have someone bring my groceries to me. I don't cook. You know, I go to dinner. I don't do this. I have someone else do that for me. That's, There's a that's lot a, of status. And it's a lot of status. And status is one of those things that like, whether you realize it or not, is a reason that we like to buy stuff. Like if it, ele- if it elevates our image, 
and, and with our peers in particular, if it kind of puts us up to the next level, whether consciously you're aware of this or not, it's going on with your purchasing decision-making. This is a status thing and it is a hundred percent, I agree, yeah. has to do with lifestyle. Yeah, period. nobody's immune to it. And the it's just really problematic when we're doing it unawares, like you're saying. Uh-huh. It's it, a lot of people, it's very subconscious that there's any sort of status thing related to it. And so in any time that like you feel like, you know, you don't have to do it yourself and you can pay for somebody else to do it. It's kind of feeling like, you know, you're lifting yourself up a little bit. right? Totally. And there's just nothing wrong with acknowledging that it's a lot of human nature here. We're just pointing it out so that you can be aware of it. Exactly. And then you can make some change. Right. And that's the most important part about this is being aware of this so that you are capable of making change. Because this, again, we mentioned this at the beginning. We see this with a lot of our clients that they're looking for the conveniences or they're looking for ways that they can save, invest, and travel, do whatever it is that they want to do. And they're looking for where they can save. find save, save money. And this ends up being one of the best places because when you start to look at convenience, you realize like, is it really adding as much as I thought it was to my life? Is it really improving my life that much more? Mm-hmm. And then you, I mean, we're going to break this down in, uh, in a little bit f- uh, further into the episode, but you start to really realize like, am I saving time? And the answer to a lot of these is not as much as you thought. Not as much as you thought. Put a pin in that one for just a second. Yep. I want to also just relate this problem to things that you've probably heard about. It's also very much related to your Starbucks habit. People talk about this too much, but they don't really get it what the core of what the problem with a Starbucks habit is. It's not that you're spending $90, $100 a month on a single drink. The problem is if you're doing that in a lot of different places. Yeah, it's the buildup. It's it, the, it the compound effect of just too many of these things happening at once. Exactly. And so if you have the Starbucks thing plus the Grubhub thing plus the plus the plus the plus the, you're talking hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands. We've, I mean, it's not uncommon for us to see a single individual spending thousands of dollars on conveniences every single month. Again, it's going to look different for everybody depending on how, what your income is and all this kind of stuff, where you live, all the, all the things. But- it adds up. And so uh-huh. that's, I think, what where people, like, they try to beat up on this whole Starbucks habit and people clutch onto it like, you know, like crazy. But it's not about that one thing. It's about, are you doing this in a lot of different places? Give yourself permission to do it here and there. Right. We're going to be realistic. But if you're doing it a lot and it's so habitual, that's where you get in a lot of trouble. Yes. So just want to really try to paint this picture out. I mean, the Starbucks habit, baby, that's lifestyle creep. You, you don't want to make your own coffee? I mean, if you're a real snob, you will make your own coffee. <laughs> Isn't that but the truth? Really, if you're a Starbucks addict, baby, you're a sugar addict. You don't like coffee. What's the, the saying? It's like, oh, yeah, I have a, I like sugar with a coffee problem or something. I don't, I it's don't like know. It's like the, whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyways, my point is, you know, let's really start to just look at these things realistically, trying to give you some examples so that you can see it more in your life. Back to what you were saying about time saved. Are you actually saving that time? So I really like your example about like kind of the false perception of time saving of like fast food. Yep. You you paint a really good picture of that. Yeah. The example I use here is imagine, you know, you just want something easy to eat. Let's say you're just going to order out and pick up your food, right? So you call, you place your order, you go drive across town to go pick it up. You go inside. You do all the exchange and you come back home and you eat and you probably, it probably took about an hour to like get everything from start to finish done. Meanwhile, let's say it costs you 20 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. I mean, that's just for us because we live in nowheresville all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Let's say it 
cost you 20 minutes of total like active time. Right. It's 20 minutes. But in the meantime, you could have, you know, started to saute some vegetables, boil some pasta. And in that in that amount of time, you would pretty much have a meal created and you would save money and you pretty much spent the same amount of time. And the, uh, the third part is you actually can control what's in your food and it's healthy for you as well. You know, a lot of these conveniences are are you're sacrificing your health in the process. You know, we're not saying that we don't do this. We're just saying that you need to make sure that there's balance and you need to know why you're doing it, et cetera. Yeah, you might be using convenience too much. I don't know what your situation's like. You're going to have to decide that for yourself. But if you just start to see that there's a regular habit of it and you're saying to yourself, well, I really wish I was doing something else with my money, then you can find ways to dial it back. Yeah. But what I really love about your example of takeout versus cooking for yourself is you might be saving effort. There's value there too, but you're not always saving time. But if you are saving time with the conveniences that you're choosing to spend your money on, that's fantastic. But how are you planning on using that time? Because a trap that a lot of people fall into, ourselves included sometimes, is that we'll save some time by taking a certain path, taking a certain convenience, but then the time that we saved, we won't actually use it to do something that solves the problem for why we needed the convenience in the first place, i.e. we are not using that extra time to get the project done that we were behind on or the deadline's coming up. We aren't using that time to rest or we aren't using that time to play. And so if you're not using this time that you're saving in a way that actually pours back into you and replenishes you, then was that money well spent? If you're honest with yourself, the answer to that question is going to be no. I mean, it's just honestly, if you're not doing the right things that are filling you back up, whether it's rest, play, or even just spending that time productively, then you're paying for convenience probably just because it's convenient and you aren't trying to put any effort forward. And so when we start to just compound all these conveniences into our life, just for the sake of convenience, I just want to live an easy life. Well, then that really takes away from you And it's preventing you from doing other things that you probably want to do. And you're asking yourself, why can't I do the things I like? But you keep doing these things that make life easier. Well, and the thing is, is it's not, it's a, again, it's a false perception that it's making your life easier because it's actually making your life harder. Because as we said before, it's tying you more and more and more to your job or putting you more and more in debt or keeping you further and further away from retirement. So it's actually creating a lot more friction in your life than you realize. But you do need to look at, I think, kind of what you're, you're hitting at here is like we, we want it to make our life easier. We're also looking for a lot of dopamine hits. What's really driving you to pursue these conveniences? It's the hope for easier. And then a lot of times it's tied to status. And then other times it's tied to your dopamine system. It's, you know, again, it, are you looking for the sugar in that Starbucks? Are you looking for the fat in that takeout? What is it that's really happening here? Is it a self-soothing sort of a thing? It's a lot of times very emotional and related to your chemical systems. So we need to really just like super, super dig deep into what's motivating you. And a good way to do that also is to look at how you feel after. Yeah, definitely. Kind of noticing the the change in your mood and everything before, during, and after you're, you take that step to use convenience. Yeah, and, and especially to answer this question, was, was it money well spent? Well, after you eat the takeout and you do whatever with that extra time that you saved, how do you feel immediately after? 30 minutes after? A couple hours after? What about the next day? Those can be a lot of different things that, you know, we're talking about here for different types of conveniences. But based off of like 
the actual true reward that it gave you, that should tell you if it was worth the money or not. Yeah, I think that one thing that definitely happens is that if you are using convenience so often in your life, the joy that it used to bring you is totally gone. There's a lack of satisfaction from doing it all together. So if I eat out every night, it's, it's not special it's anymore. Not, it's definitely not special anymore. Opposed to like, I eat out maybe every other week. Wow, well, like that's a treat. That's really awesome. That's really fun. And I really enjoy it. But when it starts to become this habit uh, that's so consistent and it takes away from the original reason why you started doing it, man, that's a time to step back and say, hey, I'm overdoing it here. It's not bringing me any joy. If you start to say, I don't even know why I do this, well, that's a good sign that it's time to reevaluate what mm-hmm. you're doing. Oh my gosh, such, such a good point. I, I love that so much, especially with the example of just like the eating out once a month, like, or one, once every other week. We eat out once, twice a month. Yep. And that makes it really special. It really does. You know, it, st- it makes it stand out. It's definitely like it's a date. Um, it's not some, or, or it is just like us ordering out and, and that is a treat and we just get to kind of enjoy that. Right. But it's, it's very special and stands out as opposed to if it's just every day. Um, but I, I love that example. I think that's really important for people to realize that like eventually it just becomes your norm. And now you're paying for something that doesn't really bring you joy anymore or value mm-hmm. in any sort of sense. Cause yeah, joy, a, joy is another thing that we should consider as a part of this equation of just genuinely like having that feeling of of joy with that's a slippery slope sometimes because again dopamine system whatever but there's value there yeah and i also think another another aspect of the convenience and this is just something i i thought of here is that there's a novelty to it especially if you haven't used any conveniences before and you're like hey what's this free two-day delivery what's this instacart deal all about what's this insert whatever it is that you're doing novelty is such a huge driver even if outside of the the lens of convenience just in general people genuinely get addicted to like the constant trying of new things exactly things like that we love novelty again it's human nature and so when you're chasing novelty that can get really expensive really fast so with all of that said let's really get into where we see this the most where we see what conveniences do we see as being the biggest problem and if you've listened to this point, you might already be kind of figuring it yeah, you out. you got a clue. A lot of it has to do with your food habits. Right. With eating out, ordering out, Grubhub, DoorDash, all of the stuff. That is like the worst offender for everybody we've ever worked with. Right. People can make a significant impact in their finances for better or worse when it comes to their food. This is an area that can be easily overlooked. And if you start to dig into it, you'll find ways to actually save money in this category in particular. I mean, we're talking hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Uh huh. And we want to talk about finding some solutions that like fit your budget. That's really important. And it looks different for everybody depending on their lifestyle. You right. Know? So like for the commuter, they're probably having a lot of fast food. They are stopping by for breakfast, lunch and picking up dinner, you know, potentially. Then there's people who maybe work from home. They're doing a lot of DoorDash, Grubhub. Right. And that just choose choose through their budgets. And then, you know, kind of throw in both categories actually going out to eat or doing takeout. Right. There's which, a, definitely a big habit of eating out, whether it's like lunches while you're at work, like, oh, I'm going to go out for lunch or just paying for dinners afterwards because it's been a long, tired, exhausting day. 
Yeah. So there's a big gambit, but that's usually what it looks like. It's just like, you know, it's in some form or another, you're really, you're not preparing food for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it at home. You're, you're There's a, bu- a bunch of different ways you could do it. But before we really dig in, get into kind of the healthy swaps and substitutes for that, another thing worth really calling out here is that those conveniences have a really big expense on the back back end. And that is your health. Oh, yeah. Because... Eating like this, we just all know that eating out a lot, you're taking in more calories. Portions are huge. Portions are huge. Fast food, all this kind of stuff. Again, lots of sugars, lots of fats, lots of carbs. They're highly processed foods. Yeah. All of these sorts of things that we know, every one of us know, have really big negative long-term effects. So by looking at this habit, you're not only improving your right now, your immediate cash flow, you're also really looking out for your future self in the ter- in the form of your health because healthcare is is going to be one of the most expensive things that you have to cover in retirement for a couple the average is like la- this is an oldish number and so I don't have this updated for nowadays inflation but it's like $285,000 in retirement for So you get the idea. A for, lot of money. Yeah, I mean that's over a quarter million dollars for one couple in retirement. So you need to have that much money invested by the time you retire. And so looking for ways that you can you know, invest in your health now is worth every bit of effort. Well, and even in the short term, eating healthy just like makes you feel good. And you know, like a, a healthy body just feels great. I don't know what an unhealthy body feels like. I'm so fortunate. I've been very active my entire life and have good genetics and all that sort of stuff. But man, I couldn't imagine like suffering through some health issues. That's we are very blessed, but I mean, I'll tell you just a couple months ago, got really serious about cutting out alcohol and sugar. Mm-hmm. And it's been about five months now that we really have closely monitored sugar and don't drink alcohol. And, you know, I'm only 34, just turned 34, but within a couple of weeks, like my joints were healthier, inflammation in my body was down. I, I hadn't run in years because my knees were bothering me so badly. And I got rid of these two things that were causing so much inflammation in my body. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to go on a run. And I was and I'm running now, you know, I mean, so you're right. It is immediate impact as well. Right. And and so, like, let's not just look at the money, but let's look at how are you actually feeling better, healthier right now. And again, in the future, do you want to be a decrepit 70 year old? Or do you want to be a healthy, active 70 year old? I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is totally just kind of a fun tangent to go down. But I just think too, if you if you're healthy, you're gonna be running circles around everybody in your office because I mean competitive advantage. It's gonna you're gonna be like your mind's gonna be better off and you're physically gonna be better off. And so like you can perform cognitive a, function cognitive, increases significantly. It does. And so you're yeah. gonna be performing at a higher level too when you just are a healthier individual. Yeah. And well then that means you're gonna get paid more if you're a more productive, highly successful individual yeah i mean it is so point is here that there are ripple effects beyond just your increasing improving your immediate cash flow what we're really trying to do here is build the case for you to see how there's positive reinforcement for making these habit changes and we just really want to encourage you to do it because it's not just about the money it's about way 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 more than that it's about like feeling fulfilled Mm -hmm. it's about um being healthier and really just probably living a life that's more aligned with the life that you truly want for yourself than one where you're struggling to reach your financial goals, your health maybe isn't so great, 
and you're just you're buying into convenience and it's hurting more than it's helping. Yep, exactly. So we just really want to help you to have this awareness. It's all about mindfulness and making mindful choices. Again, convenience isn't bad. We're not saying DIY everything. No, I mean, we t- we take some convenient routes. I mean, we're, we're very busy. And so it's like sometimes you don't have a choice, but you have to say, which one do I want this week? I can't afford everything mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with myself. And what which one is most important to me? Yeah. So that brings us to some healthy swaps for these big offenders that we see time and again. Let me just recap what those were so that you can be aware of them. So number one is services, like the worst, worst one is the services like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, whatever you use in your area because they're kind of like locational. Okay. Those are the worst offenders, 100% bar none, because not only are you paying for the upcharge for somebody else to like have prepared the food for you, i.e. a restaurant, but then you're also adding all of these fees for that service. So Right. You were talking to somebody and they were saying like a burrito was going to cost them like 25, 30 bucks before a tip. Yeah. I mean, that was in California. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Um, you know, it doesn't apply to every economy, but um, but yes. But that, was, I mean, that's a great ex- extreme examples are great, actually, because it's like who's going to pay 30 bucks for a bur- well, even burrito? Even if you're in California, you can make it yourself for nothing. I mean, the cost of avocados in California is like nothing. So they're just everywhere. Go pick one. Um, like so, yes, exactly. You're right. That's a great example. Yeah. So those are the worst offenders. Are the food delivery services because there's just upcharges everywhere. You subscription fees, delivery fees, tips. Plus, you're you already paid for the additional like upcharge of the restaurant. So right. you can do it sometimes, but that if you do that habitually. Yeah, you're going to be asking yourself, why I can't I save you, or invest? I guarantee you, if you do that habitually and we sat down and worked together, you would be like, I'm scared to add it up. And I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't want to face it. And that's fine. But it just, just here you go. Here's your little bit of reality. The second most expensive thing is just, just eating out in general. So just like where they're going, like going and sitting down somewhere where, again, you do need to tip um and you're doing that regularly that just really adds up a lot yeah so i had a client i've actually had a couple clients that eat out quite a bit but one in particular spending more than a thousand dollars a month on eating out because he had such a busy life and he just didn't want to cook when he got home well and it was a bit again it was a big lifestyle thing like totally it, it, it was, was for him it gets really wrapped into lifestyle so number one was the the food delivery services and number two is actually eating out and then number three is going to be like fast food or, and or takeout. They just add up. It's again, it's, it's a bunch of small transactions over time that gets really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. So those are the three worst offenders. So now let's talk about what those healthy swaps are that are better for your budget and your body. But just remember, we're going for progress, not perfection here. So if you consistently use one of those three things, right, it's either a takeout service eating out or fast food. If you do that five days a week, okay, we're just going to look to maybe dial that back. Right. Can That's... you just do, can you start by doing four? Yeah, one less. And then then you can go to three. Like no one's yeah. asking you to go from five to zero overnight. That's ridiculous. And especially couples too. They'll get really, really like extreme trying to be like, okay, well, we don't need date night. And it goes from like hundreds of dollars a month to we shouldn't be doing that. So we're going to say zero dollars this month. It's just not realistic. Right. And it, and it actually has negative consequences in a totally different way. Yes. And so you have to be very realistic and honest with yourself that this is like it's it's going to be over time that you're going to improve this habit. So just get that in your head right now. Don't go for zero to 100 
I'm this way, now I'm that way. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. You're yeah, going to fall probably, flat on your face. There's going to be a nice middle ground that's going to work out just nicely for you. You just got to find it. And you can just continue to make progress. So depending on your budget, this is going to be dependent on your budget, how many people are in your family, all the sorts of things. But one solution that people really think, that's so extra. I couldn't possibly. But it makes a lot of sense if you have the income to support it. And if you're already spending so much on your food already, that you probably will actually save money is actually hiring a personal chef. Yeah. And that sounds so bougie. But like if you're already like spending thousands of dollars, especially we've had a few couples who have children. And so eating out for them is just like so stupid expensive that hiring a, having a personal chef or someone who just like prepares a handful of meals for you a week to supplement that habit or replace that habit rather can actually save you a lot of money and you're eating healthier foods. You're putting food r money right in that person's pocket. So you're right. per supporting a small entrepreneur, which I think is just so cool if you can do that. Um, but but nobody thinks about this option. Yeah, I think it, you really, like you said, it has to be the right family, the right yeah. the right budget. But if you are, if you find yourself spending thousands of dollars a month on food, then you could probably spend a little less than and get food made for you by a private chef. And it's it's something that we've seen a handful of times that actually works out for people. And it's surprising because it just, like Rebecca said, you wouldn't think of this one. You think it's too bougie. It's way too nice. Actually, it could be the right solution for the right person. Yeah. I mean, these are usually, like, this is usually appropriate for, you know, an over six-figure household. That's for sure. Yeah. If you're not making at least that much household-wise, you should not consider this. That's too much. We need to just look at some other options. Exactly. Um, but again, that's why it's important to find the right solution for your budget and your lifestyle. Um, the second thing is Dylan's favorite. So I'll let him talk about it. Yeah. So the one client who is spending over $1,000 a month. As a single person. Single person. Yeah. Uh, I suggested signing up for HelloFresh. And he stinking loved it. And I have no affiliation with HelloFresh or we don't have any. Any of the boxes are fine, these subscription boxes. But what it did- Well, we did try a couple though, and HelloFresh was our favorite. It was our favorite. So, <laughs> but it, by no means is this an endorsement to them no. and, or, and we're getting paid for it. But the point was that, you know, this this person, they really loved it. They just didn't know how to bring cooking into their life. He knew how to cook, but okay. it was more of a, he was really busy and he just didn't know how to cook in a time efficient manner. And also just for yourself, that can be really hard because right. I grew up in a huge family. So like learning how to cook enough food that like I could actually eat in any like normal amount of time before it went bad, that sort of thing. That's kind of hard. Yeah. It's hard for a lot of people. But it, it like, I mean, compare, compared to how much you're spending a month on mm -hmm. eating out, HelloFresh was just such an, a, a fantastic option for him. Yeah. And it like, it gave him leftovers because he was a single guy. And it just like, it really worked out. So if you're spending a lot on taking, like takeout and, and going to restaurants, this can be like one of the, the easiest swaps. And it's, and they just do such a good job of making it convenient because like, it's exactly what you need. Nothing else. Everything's like prepackaged. So like the organization in the kitchen that you're like, oh, this takes a long time to cook isn't there because it's just like open up a bag and you're ready to go. We love this. I mean, we used a couple box services for quite some time and have throughout our entrepreneurial journey because it saves on just like the mental load, like the, like you're saying, of the meal prep and uh -huh. stuff like that. There's just like a set menu, choose the things you want sent to you. Okay, done. Then you don't have to create the grocery list. You don't have to measure anything out. You don't, you don't have, have to, to go to the grocery store. You don't store. have to go to the grocery store. So there's like so many time savings there. 
and in mental load that is just like taken completely off of your plate. So I'm a huge fan of of those programs if it fits your budget, Mm -hmm. if it isn't holding you back from doing your other things. And then the last thing is actually what we're currently using and we're fans of is Instacart. Because like you just said, the not going to the grocery store thing is so nice. We're also a single car household right now and have been for quite a while. And I don't know if the, how, when will ever change that. That's not really necessarily problematic. But if Dylan is out doing things, I can't go to the grocery store. And so it's not only like it's cheaper than me buying a car. And <laughs> it's also just really convenient. So someone can be grocery shopping for me during the day while I'm getting work done, while I'm working with a client, you know, or something like that. And then I really love it, too, because, like, you can just add things to your cart as you run out of them. And so instead of even, like, writing a list, you're just literally slowly building your order. Right, as you notice that you need things. Yeah, and I think it's just a really great service. There is, of course, like, a membership fee to it. So I get to inject a little bit of convenience for not a whole lot of money. Right, and I one thing about Instacart that maybe is, like, a hidden savings thing is that when you're walking around the grocery store, you might throw extra stuff into your basket yes. and as you're shopping. So now the grocery bill goes up. So I'm kind of picking it apart a little bit, but you might be saving money if you're that impulsive shopper. This is forcing you to create a list and have like a, a and meal stick plan. stick to it. Exactly. And stick to it. Yes, I've actually heard this exact feedback from clients who use Instacart as well, that they feel that that's kind of what they're experiencing. And I think that happens for me too. You're the the shopping queen. It's like, oh yeah, I know this. And how about this? And how about that? Yeah, because I'm constantly also restocking on things that I'm just like, I'm pretty sure we need this and this and this and that. But versus like when I'm just working off of a meal plan for the week and doing things like that. Anyway, we're getting super detailed here. But the point is that those are the three best solutions that you should consider. If you're really spending a ton of money, you're a high income household, you have like quite a few mouths to feed, that sort of thing. Consider a chef or someone who can prepare meals for you. The second thing is HelloFresh or some sort of subscription meal box. Those are awesome. And then the third thing is Instacart. It's the lowest cost of all of them. It's also the probably the least amount of time saving, but it is still time savings and it's really, really nice. So these are all some really great ways to find, you know, one of those that fits your budget. And then again, don't do it all the time. Do it sometimes. Be smart. Make sure that when it fits into your budget, what we mean by that is that how often you're doing these things is not preventing you from saving or investing, et cetera. Exactly. I think that's the big point about today is that you got to look at the conveniences in your life and what you're what you're paying for and what's the trade-off. Or is the trade-off so big that you aren't able to do the other things that you want to do, living the potential life that you would have otherwise? Yeah. But you just got to ask yourself. Is it worth the trade-off? All right, y'all. So that's it. The biggest thing that is killing your cash flow, we would put money on it, is convenience. A lot of times that has to do with eating out or ordering out, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. We, we've just seen it so much that we felt like we could finally put a label on it and say, yeah, this is the number one thing that's eating at most people, pun intended. But we also provided some solutions to that that hopefully there's something in there that might fit your budget and can still help you save some time. Um, And then also, most importantly, however you do save that time, use that time wisely because it's actually the most important resource, not your money. Absolutely. And I I love the point that you made earlier in the episode. It's not just about productivity. It's about rest and play. I think those are two things that are totally underrated and most people value their lives in the success arena at work. They don't think about how 
life is way more than just your job. Well, and, and I'm better at my job since I've started to inject more rest and play into it. I'm operating at a higher level than I actually ever have. And it's because I've intentionally that's awesome. started to unplug and just let myself goof off a little bit. I mean, it's just true. It's one of those things that you don't think it's real until you actually experience it. Yeah, but it's hard to believe it, for sure. It is. It's like, how are you going to say that I'm going to work more by working less? It's like, that just happens. But but yeah, so we hope that you found this very insightful, very useful. Start to examine your own habits with this. And thank you for spending so much time with us today. Yeah, that's been awesome. And next week, we are super excited to share with you guys some changes that are going on behind the scenes here at Rad Coaches and with the Rad Money Podcast. We're really excited about everything. But with that being said, it, make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss next week's episode because you're not going to want to miss it gonna be awesome there's already some hints on the podcast already but uh yeah we're super excited about the things that we're changing we are so on fire for our mission right now it's just incredible and we're just so glad that you're here for us so yes please like subscribe and thanks for spending so much time with us and until next time i'm rebecca brooks i'm dylan pollock and, and we're, we're rad, rad coaches, coaches.